This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Entiendo mucho más español del que hablo. That means I understand much more Spanish than I speak. And since I'm in a bilingual household, that understanding helps me decipher what people are talking about behind my back. But sometimes I have a little trouble with my conversational Spanish. I've figured out that learning a new language at any age really requires you to be immersed in the language. So that's why this year, in preparation for Spanish-speaking relatives visiting and travel to Spanish-speaking countries, I'm using Rosetta Stone to sharpen up. Rosetta Stone is a trusted language learning expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. And why I think this app, or you can get it on the desktop too, is really effective. There's no English translations. You have to really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. And that is the key. Rosetta Stone makes it an intuitive process. You can pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, and then eventually sentences. And they have this built-in feature called True Accent, where it gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Commercial Break listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash commercial. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash commercial today. Thanks to Rosetta Stone for being a sponsor of the Commercial Break. Welcome back to WSHIT. We now continue our two-night very special presentation. Brian Green, the man, the myth, the blowhard. Born and raised right here in Crabapple Township, we had an opportunity to talk with Brian Green's father. Here's William Drangus with some of that interview. Mr. Green, you must be incredibly proud of this young man you've raised. He's got an incredibly average podcast, an absolutely obnoxious voice, and hundreds and hundreds of people that hate him on the internet. What would you say? How could you express your pride if he was sitting here right in front of you today? I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-fleshing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Nothing quite like the love of a father toward a son. Someone get the man some Tylenol. We'll be back after this commercial break. On this episode of The Commercial Break... Why do you think you fell in love with Jeff? Name a few things that make Jeff different than any other guy you dated. Oh, well... Besides, you know... Everything. His willingness to hang out with you. <laughs> I think that's Well, my... we're best friends. Yeah. He's super good looking. His music love is a great muscle. You guys have that connection. To. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a wonderful father. He is. He's a great friend. He's a wonderful son. He, he's a father. <laughs> I'm a father, <laughs> a son, and a passionate pragmatist. <laughs> Pragmatic. 
pragmatic. <laughs> They're soft, smooth, delicate. I have a connection with them. Intellectually, I know that balloons are not alive. But sometimes I wonder if it's my love for them that brings them to life. Is that you doing a voice? <laughs> no. It, doesn't sound like, it sounds like a comedy bit, doesn't it? it does. Intellectually, I know they're not alive. But I still love and the And it's like em. a guitar in the background. <laughs> I, I know they don't have a face, but uh, but I draw one on them and then, I don't know, it just looks so hot. <laughs> You put a head balloon, two tits balloon, two ass balloon. <laughs> Best sex of my life. <laughs> Can you imagine walking into a restaurant? <laughs> the chandelier. There's like a person sitting there with <laughs> a chandelier at the table. Like running her fingers through the jewels. I love you so. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. It's another episode of The Commercial Break. I'm Brian. This is Chrissy and Happy Happy New Year. Year. Best to you, my friend Chrissy. Best to you, Brian. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. We are so happy you joined us for yet another edition, yet another edition, yet another edition of The Commercial Break podcast. Seems like we're endlessly making these shows and you're endlessly listening to them. So thank you very much. We do appreciate it. When will this wheel stop? Stop torturing me. <laughs> and here we have a vacuum-free introduction. Yes, Thank we do. you very much. We had to start the show. This is take two. To take two. <laughs> I have to tell you something. And I'm going to tell this to you low because I don't want everyone in the house to hear it. Excuse me, everyone in the studio to hear it. Everyone in our studio complex to hear it. We record in a large studio complex in the north of Atlanta. Uh, Built specifically for us. <laughs> that's right. Taylor made. That's right. I took my daughter's bedroom. <laughs> Poor girl. Sleeping on the floor. She's only one. Uh, she won't remember. We have um, we have a person that helps us around the house. Yes, and she's a very lovely lady, and and I and I have all the love and respect in the world for her. But every Tuesday and Thursday we record here. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday we record here. And mm-hmm. so we've asked this nice young lady if she could please refrain from any vacuuming while we're actually doing the show because this is because this happens all the time. Yeah. It's almost as if she waits until we press record yes. to then go ahead and I and think vacuum. she might think okay, they're in there. Yeah, they're it's in soundproof. there. Soundproof. That's right. It's soundproof and, and I got it. <laughs> Even though we tried to explain to her otherwise. And so we just started the show. This is the second time we're recording this particular part of the episode because we we just press record and as soon as we did, it's as if she was vacuuming the fucking door. It wasn't even like out down the hallway. It was like right there at the door. And it completely threw me off. It was hard for me because you know when you want to laugh about something, but then you're like a little bit angry about it. You're like, uh, come on, lady. Like, really? This is how I pay you. I know. Something's not being communicated. That's right. The extra $20 I make a month on this podcast is what I give to you. It's part of how I pay you. $20 a month. We're up to 20 Oh. <laughs> hey, TCB TV minus. Here's the deal. Ready? Yes. TCBpodcast.com is where you go. You can read all the show notes, find out more about Chrissy and I, all the audio, all the video, and every connection that you would need to us. Foursquare, MySpace. What else? What other things have died out there in the universe? Wasn't there like a... Uh, Vine. Vine. Yeah, there's Vine. <laughs> Periscope. All that stuff is connected right there at tcbpodcast.com. Don't fret about where you're going to find us because there you go, tcbpodcast.com. And if you so choose, you can go to youtube.com slash the commercial break or at the commercial break on Instagram. Here's what I would like you to do. One other important thing besides tcbpodcast.com. 
tcbpodcast.com to remember is info at tcbpodcast.com. Please communicate with us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear. Give us show ideas. Tell us a story. Tell us an interesting story. You want to come on the podcast? You have an interesting story to tell? We may be. We may do that. Even though we keep threatening to do that and we never do that, we may do that in the future. Might get the wild hair. We might get a wild hair if they ask and bring you on. So mm-hmm. please do do that because guess what I'm doing? I'm giving you swag. Swag like these cups. Cups. Mugs. Glasses. Uh, they're nice. They're nice. I've Shirts. enjoyed mine. T-shirts. Sweaters. All kind of stuff. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers to vacuum-free introduction. Yes. And and if you email with us and if you correspond with us, I'm just randomly picking people and sending them shit. So go ahead and do that. If you want some TCB swag, we'll be happy to send you some if you're one of the lucky ones that gets chosen. TCB TV minus studios are brand new. We are brand new look. And today we have featuring Miles Davis. Miles Davis with his China white smile. (laughs) (laughs) Miles Davis is a bad heroin addict. He was. What happened to him? So he he so he was clean, and then he got and then he got hooked on drugs, like a lot of people do. Yeah. And then he got clean again. Yeah, I don't know the, the full story. Yeah, what then happened? he got clean again. He got and, clean again. Yeah, and, but he was, uh, you know, he tried some other stuff too, and but I think in the end he was he was sober. He was sober when he mm-hmm. died. As is, uh, who is the blind guy that everyone that I love so much? Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Ray Charles yeah. was also a heroin addict for part of his life. Yeah, that was uh, a great movie, by at, the way. Yeah, that was a great movie. Well done, mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx. It's the only mm-hmm. movie that I like Jamie Foxx in actually. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx did a great job in that, and then also uh, Jerry Garcia was very similar. He was hooked on heroin, hooked on it so bad to at one point, uh, Bob Weir was handling his heroin for him. He was like okay. doling it out for him. Okay, so that he a wouldn't, measured amount. Yeah, measured amount. But then mm-hmm. Bob was all pissed because he's like, I don't want to be the one that's responsible for your death. Yeah. So Jerry was clean, was not sober, then sober for a period of his time. The guy from Fish was also hooked on heroin. I think heroin is just a good thing for musicians. I think yeah, it kind of like lets you relax and space out a little bit. Right. We should try that. Let's have a TCB. <laughs> If you've got any China White, if you could send it, I'm just kidding, FBI. If you've got any China White, send it to info at TCB. We'll try anything. Attach it to the email. Send it on over. We'll try anything. A double blind heroin study. That's what we're going to do. Right after the hot sauce contest, we're going to do a heroin contest. Okay. Oh, man, that shit's good. But what you got? (laughs) Bring some. We'll just try improving qualities of heroin. We'll start at like 20%, the dirt, dirt, you know, the dirty stuff. Mm. And then we'll move on up. But I'm not going to inject anything. I'm only going to snort it. Just going to let you know that right now. Yeah, sounds fun. I'm not a drug addict. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to snort it. That's it. (laughs) I was searching around the internet the other day, as I often do. That's actually my entire job. Yeah. If we (laughs) got to make that $20 a month, Uh, as I often do. Mm -hmm. And, you know... I was thinking about uh, I was kind of like rambling around questions for the for the podcast. And one of the things that I thought about is the people that we fall in love with. Why do we fall in love with them? Why that specific person? Mm. You know, why do you think you fell in love with Jeff? Name a few things that make Jeff different than any other guy you dated. Oh, well, besides, you know, everything (laughs) is willingness to hang out with you. I think that's well, my, we're best friends. He's yeah. super good looking. His music love is a great muscle. You guys have that connection too. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a wonderful father. He is. He's a great friend. He's a wonderful son. He's a father. He, he's a father. <laughs> I'm a father, <laughs> a son, and a passionate pragmatist. <laughs> pragmatic. Pragmatic. <laughs> 
That was classic. That is classic. Go back and listen. No, don't go back and listen. Do us a favor and don't go back and listen to episode number one. But the very beginning of the episode, I had this, what I thought was going to be a very like dry, witty, funny Mm -hmm. introduction. You got to remember, I have no idea about podcasting and I have no plan, right? I'm just like recording things and seeing if they, seeing what sticks against the wall. But the first episode, I'm like, hi, I'm Brian Green. Like there's some sappy music in the background. Hi, I'm Brian Green. I'm a father, a son, a brother, a passionate pragmatist. It's the passionate pragmatist. What is that? I don't know. What do you mean? I'm passionate, but not too passionate. (laughs) I'm passionate, but just, you know, I don't get too crazy. Right. (laughs) Passionate pragmatist. It was not funny. I don't know what I thought was funny about it. It's really funny now that you listen to it. I know. Now that we listen to it, we're like, wow, that was bad. Now, I'm not sure this is any better, but, you know. Whatever. Okay, so so the re- there are the reasons are varied why you fall in love sure. with Jeff, right? And I think that's true for everybody that has that one special love in their life. It's like we find somebody. It's the it's that like uh, um, Rachel and I often say it's the smell, right? The mm-hmm. smell that yes. gets you, right? The thing. It, it's not an he actual smell. Great. It's just a thing that attracts you to him. It's like animal magnetism. Yeah. And then all the other things click on all the cylinders. You physically feel great about each other. You you you. I feel you, like I had known him. All your life. All my life. And it's possible. Maybe you're like another life, right? Yeah. We found each other again. That's right. So I was thinking about this and I decided that I was going to do a little research on the actual things that make people fall in love with each other. But what happened is I took a left turn at Albuquerque. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I found people that fell in love with objects. Oh. And and then I got fascinated by this. Don't ask me how I went down this rabbit hole. But I went down this rabbit hole and I was like, I want to find out what makes people fall in love with each other. Right. Like the actual science behind it. Mm -hmm. And then I actually figured out that people fall in love with objects, too, that have no smell, that have no pheromones, that have no no ability to communicate back to you. They fall in love with these things. They're called objectophilias. Objectophilias. Okay. There's only like 70 of them in the world, right? There's only 70 identified objectophiles in the world, but they fall in love with actual objects. Now, we all fall in love with actual objects, right? We love things that we have. So, you know, I love my Apple computer. I love my car. I love mm-hmm. my, you know, my guitars. I love my, you know, choo-choo train set. Choo-choo. I like to play with <laughs> choo-choo. it. Choo-choo. <laughs> I love my choo-choo chain set and my Toy Story 4 toys. But Having kids is fun like that because you get to oh my God. play oh, again. Oh, please. I love the play. I, I went up to my sisters and they had put in a, a play set, like a swing set, and yeah. I love to swing. I put and a sex swing out in my swing I set. Was, <laughs> I was out there. I was going crazy. I was like, woo, really high. My sister was like, uh. uh, uh I do that at the park too. I like, I get into swinging competitions yes. with the other little kids. I don't mean to, but then inevitably. You're like, I'm yeah, stronger. I'm like, him. yeah, I just start swinging and then they're like, you know, there'll be some like punk little 12 year old. Like, look how high I can go. Oh yeah. Like I'm the master of this. And I'm going like almost upside down. The swing set's coming off the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Mothers are grabbing their children. Ah, he's crazy. I can go higher than you. (laughs) You little shit. Jump, jump. (laughs) And then the other one time I did the old jump off at the apex. (laughs) Chrissy, I swear on all that's holy. It must have been been the most uncoordinated (laughs) landing ever. (laughs) 
I like went down on one knee and then faced in the dirt. And I got up and I was like, that's how you do it. <laughs> that's how oh my God, I can picture that. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad. I get into competitions with the kids. Like you know, two set, two of the same slides on the yeah. same little thing, you know? And I'll be like, okay, on one, two, three, go down. I got first. <laughs> like a two-year-old. <laughs> so anyway. You know, we all fall in love with objects. We have yeah. things that we're oh, that we love, but we're not in love with them. We don't want to have sex with them, no. right? We don't. It's almost like a make believe friend. I think it's like you're kind of making up a voice for these particular objects. You want to hear some of this? <laughs> I found a man that fell in love with a balloon, and wow. I found a woman who fell in love with a chandelier. Ooh. Okay, so you want to listen to a little bit of this? Sure. sure. Why not? Here we go. My name is Julius. I'm 62 years old, and I'm addicted to balloons. Who isn't? I mean. Yeah. They look like tits. Let's just admit it. It's two big, two big silky tits running, hanging out on your ceiling for a month. By the way, I still have balloons from my son's birthday party. They're never coming down. I, re- I remember from last year. They still are. There's still balloons up there from last year. Yeah. They make that helium. They make those helium balloons really well like, these days. They do. Yeah. <laughs> They're beautiful. They're soft, smooth, delicate. I have a connection with them. Intellectually, I know that balloons are not alive, but sometimes I wonder if it's my love for them that brings them to life. Is that you doing a voice? <laughs> no, it doesn't sound. Like, it sounds like a comedy bit, doesn't it? it does. Intellectually, I know they're not alive, but I still love and the it's fuck. It's like them. a guitar in the background. <laughs> I, I know they don't have a face, but uh, but I draw one on them, and then, I don't know. It just looks so hot. <laughs> you put a head balloon, two tits balloon, two ass balloon. You got your Best life. sex of my life. <laughs> I, 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 I like the regular old balloons. I don't like those fancy aluminum balloons. I like the old silky rubbery balloons. Yeah. My first reaction was, wow, balloons, that's kind of strange. My first reaction was, at least he's self-aware. My first reaction was, I must be a fucking banana. (laughs) My first reaction was, I need help. At least, yeah, at least he's self-aware, right? Julius has been addicted to balloons for over five decades. It started when he was a child as an innocent attraction to the shapes and colors. Yeah, see that? uh, That's what gets you every time. The balloons look like tits, kind of, right? They kind of look like tits a little bit. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh huh. I bet he's not the only one that's attracted to balloons like that. Now Julius has filled his home with over 50,000 balloons and can't sleep unless he's surrounded by them. I love all balloons, but I do have my favorites. I like the crystal clear, the, the transparent. You know, it's like a soap bubble. You know, you can see through it. I, I've got the long ones, the round ones, but my favorite is the spherical ones. I got long ones, round ones, ones with holes in them. <laughs> you know how many balloons I pop a night? I'm popping all kinds of balloons. <laughs> <laughs> 50,000. 50,000. This guy saves balloons. We're going to get to this part. He'll like go to dealerships and take the balloons off the cars that are dying. He'll go ask them like, can I have your old balloons? <laughs> like, What's it going to take to get you in this car? What's it going to take to get you in this can car? I can I have these balloons? <laughs> Does the balloon come up? <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's one hot piece of rubber right there. I am in love with this balloon. <laughs> I don't care about the car. However much it costs, yeah. it's the balloon I want. That's my new wife. Hey, Bob, uh, can you get out to the sales lot? Uh, that guy Charlie's out there proposing to another balloon. <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. I guess it's like a guy that prefers blondes or brunettes, you know? 
Not really. No. <laughs> no. It's a little no, different. Not at all like that. <laughs> <laughs> not at all like that. Uh-huh. Not close. No. <laughs> a guy that likes bonds or brunettes just <laughs> happens to have a hair color preference. But right. there's a couple more things that go into yeah. it, right? There's a vagina. There is the intellect. The brain. Yeah, the brains, the the body, the Organs, beauty, the smell, the the everything. Yeah, there's yeah. the whole nine yards. Bob, that it all comes with it. You're attached to a clear balloon. It's not even an exciting balloon. It's a clear balloon. <laughs> I like the clear balloons. I could see my penis on the other side of it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Bob's back. <laughs> Go sell him another car. What if the dealership just put a bunch of balloons on the cars they yeah. need to get rid of? Yeah. Just like a bunch like, of old balloons. What's his name? We'll buy them. <laughs> yeah, it's like a magnet for Bob. <laughs> Damn it, guys. You got me again. <laughs> I guess I'll take this 1996 Chrysler Cavalier. LeBaron. Yeah, <laughs> Without a windshield. No problem, Bob. We'll wrap it for you with a bow and more balloons. $18,000. That'd be cash credit. <laughs> I don't care. Let's just get these balloons out of the weather. Look at them. They're, They're suffering. Really, they're suffering so... They've been on this car all day. (laughs) Julius is so addicted, he even has an entire room dedicated to balloons. This is my balloon sanctuary. Otherwise known as a whole house. Uh, One room for 50,000 balloons? What? No, this is like, he's got like a balloon sanctuary. He says balloon sanctuary. And you can't see this, but he means okay. balloon sanctuary. Like okay. there are all kind of unblown balloons, like just balloons everywhere, what right? Kind of house He's got them he categorized. In? I don't know, like a it's like a mid century modern. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a Frank Lloyd Wright? It's an old, uh, you know, it's an old brick and siding. You know what I'm talking about? Seventies edition, single family. I have uh, magenta, purple. Yellow, blue, red, and clear. And uh, wherever I, I have a white one, I don't have many white ones, but I try to put the white ones in there like there's a white one over there. <laughs> I try and space them out. He's trying to be inclusive. That's right. <laughs> sometimes I'm in the mood for a red head, and sometimes I'm in the mood for a magenta head. It's just. <laughs> but I like the white ones. The white ones are nice. And then I've got some orange and yellow. And green. I try to alternate it to keep all the colors, you know, uh, of the rainbow in there. Ah, he's a pragmatic guy. He yeah. likes, <laughs> he's a passionate pragmatist. Yeah, he's a passionate pragmatist. <laughs> he, he doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't care. Hey, Bob, what kind of women are you into? Ah, orange, magenta, purple, whatever. Colors of the rainbow, yeah. you know. All of them. All of them. <laughs> One of my favorite balloons is the weather balloon. It's very delicate uh, and soft and, and smooth. It's probably one of the softest balloons I've got. It's probably one of the softest balloons I've had sex with. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. so weird. Oh. He has sex with these balloons, no. by the way. Yes, that's true. It's coming up. For me? I just, I'm going <laughs> to foreshadow. <laughs> what kind of house does he live in? I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were watching this. I was, but I wasn't paying attention to what kind of house well, he's in. Well, he's got 50,000 balloons. I it's mean. just like a regular one-story okay. you know, thingy-madiggy. It looks so rather just clean. everywhere. Yeah, he looks like Bob is not hurting for money. He's not living in a trailer, yeah. right? He's living in an actual house. Okay. Bob just happens to like to fuck balloons. <laughs> Can you blame him, really? Yeah. I mean, women are so difficult. Balloons <laughs> don't argue back with you. They pop every once in a while. 
So do women. Me, it's the bigger the better. Of course, I can't get, you know, an eight-foot balloon in this room, so I, I settle for the five-foot, uh, you know, weather balloon. I guess you can say it's more to love. Oh. I can't tie a string to women and drag them around, but my balloons go anywhere with me. It's more to love. It's more to love. Oh, <laughs> Bob. Bob doesn't care. Bob's just a non-discriminating balloon lover. Yeah. I sleep in my balloon room every night. He sleeps in his balloon room every night. Mm. Every night. He's mm. friends with these balloons. Mm. It's kind of like Wilson uh, from that movie, from Castaway. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a beach <laughs> Except ball. he was on a desert island. With nobody else to talk had. to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bob's kind of on a desert island <laughs> in his own mind. Yeah. Which is a bunch of balloons taking care of him. When I wake up in the morning, it's like being in balloon heaven. But Julius's obsession with balloons goes beyond shapes and colors. My love for balloons, it's also a sexual love. Oh. When I see it, listen to the music. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. This sounds like one of my bits. <laughs> you know, I can't help it. I see a balloon. I want to pop it with my dick. <laughs> oh, God. When I climax, it pops and it's a, it's a exciting time for everybody. Uh, I guess it's easy to clean up. Yeah, that's all right. You just throw it away, blow up another one. <laughs> Round two. <laughs> you know, sometimes I make my condoms into balloons. <laughs> I just spare myself the trouble. Yeah, a, a beautiful balloon. My heart starts to flutter, and I get aroused. I'll take a 12-inch, and I'll inflate it to 11-inch. <laughs> With my dick? <laughs> I'll take a 12-inch, and I'll put my one-inch penis right inside of it. <laughs> I'll take a 12-inch. I'll inflate it to 11-inch. What's next? What is the next step in this process? Oh, I want God, to know. I don't know. I'm just fascinated. I want to know. I'm yeah. sorry. That way it can take a lot of abuse. Wow. Whoa. Bob, you get aggressive with the balloons? It can take a lot of abuse. Jeez. Maybe there's a reason why he's single. Yeah. I'm holding one, you know, hugging it. I'll kiss it. And it's like being in heaven. I mean, don't you like to hug and kiss the woman that you love? <laughs> I do, but I don't have any fear she's got. Yeah. Seat. Yeah. <laughs> she talks back. She's warm. There's warm skin. It's not a rubbery texture. He's trying to rationalize it, but it's not working. Oh, he's rationalized me. it. He's a passionate <laughs> pragmatist. He's already rationalized this a long time ago. He's explaining it. He's trying to make it sound normal. And to mm. him, it is normal. You know? And hey, listen, he's having sex with balloons. Who fucking cares? He's not hurting anybody. Have no, sex with balloons, not. Bob. God bless sure. you. I've been having, te- I've been having sex with these TCB letters for about six months. <laughs> That's why oh. this one's always askew. <laughs> <laughs> right, the C. The C is always a, it's a troublemaker of the group. <laughs> She's a bad girl. There's lots of people out there that feel the same way as I do about balloons. But there's two groups uh, of the lunar group. You got the poppers that get aroused by popping balloons. And you got your non-poppers. Poppers and non-poppers. Poppers and non-poppers. Sounds like a pop, pop, popper problem to me. <laughs> pop, pop, popper. It's John Pop, Pop, Popper. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm sorry. I've been popping your balloons. <laughs> I'm a non-popper. Julius's addiction to balloons started when he was hospitalized at just four years old. Oh. My mother come to visit one time and she gave me a, a real nice blue balloon. But that night, the nurse grabbed it, and I heard the balloon pop. So after she left, I just cried myself to sleep. 
Since then, the sound of a balloon popping devastates Julius, and he even rescues balloons he believes to be in danger. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm that was a mean nurse. Look what that nurse started. <laughs> you don't need this balloon. Oh, oh nurse Cratchit. <laughs> I know. Where was he? <laughs> I'm going to pop your little love. <laughs> I know. Where is he? Russia? Siberia? <laughs> we can't have any color in this room. Now, get your seven to 14 hours of beauty rest. Turn off your swing records and stop writing your letters and go to bed, Bob. <laughs> Dear balloon. <laughs> Oh, I loved you so. Oh, poor Bob. Aww. That's like that's traumatized. Like, him. Yeah, someone coming in and popping Astrid's head. I wouldn't like that at no. all. No, no. I'll go to car dealerships and uh, do what I call a balloon rescue. When they send them out early in the morning, they're really beautiful, and as the sun uh, bakes on them, they get really dull, uh, misshapen. I feel you know like I- that's when they're easy to have sex with. <laughs> But they don't feel so good about themselves. <laughs> the self-confidence is low. <laughs> it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Hey, young lady, I see you're a little weathered, hot from the storm. <laughs> what do you come on over to Bob's? Come on over to Bob's balloon sanctuary. It's in my mid-century. <laughs> I'm not a popper. Don't worry, I'm not a popper. <laughs> Settle down, ladies. I'm not a popper. <laughs> I'm a I'm a holder. I'm a caresser. <laughs> I just want to feel the gut of your jib. I give him a second chance at life. But Julius, does- but how long does that last? Another day? I mean, how long could it possibly last? Yeah, yeah, how does Bob deal with the fact? This is out of my realm of of knowledge, <laughs> Brian. I'm glad you're teaching us. I am about teaching it. you. Yeah. Now, trust me, I've thought about this. Like, how long does it last? And what happens when these balloons actually die? Like, they got to die at some point. It's an yeah. inanimate object. It's going to go away. Yes. It degradates, and they degradate pretty fast. We've all seen those regular balloons. Yeah. They don't do very well. They're not, a, they're, they're not, they're not meant for the long haul. No. They could probably stand one, maybe two fuckings. <laughs> and then they're going to be done. That's why he's got so many. I'm not a popper. He's, he's got to rotate. I know. He's got to rotate. 50,000. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, well, I guess you don't have to get furniture when you have fifty thousand balloons hanging out in your house. Doesn't share. <laughs> no sharp objects in that house. I assume it's kid friendly. His extreme love for or balloons not really. Not really. with many people. The only people that know him is my family. My wife thinks it's strange, but she accepts it. My wife. He's married. I missed this part the first time I listened to it. He's married. Oh my god. His wife lives in a house with 50,000 balloons. He oh. sleeps in the balloon sanctuary, caressing the balloons all night long, and she deals with it. That's a deal, that's a deal breaker. That's a, uh, for me, that's a deal <laughs> yeah. breaker. Yeah. If we're going to be in the balloon room, I want in on the action. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a polygamist when it comes to balloons. I'm a polygamist. <laughs> but don't worry, I'm not a popper either. I'm, yeah. just, I'm a caresser. fact that he feels like he has to keep it a secret uh, definitely points that there is a, a, a problem. I see nothing wrong with loving balloons, not hurting anybody. It's not dangerous, and I have no desire to change. 
today he's do you think for a second that yeah it is what it is i I agree with bob on this one like it is what it is if you're having sex with balloons you're having sex with balloons whatever yeah Yeah, people are into weirder shit than having sex with balloons. way weirder shit yeah so god bless you when you're falling in love with the balloon i realize you might be a little bit detached from reality at that moment but, you know, is it not hurting anybody? Do you really think that your wife is okay with this? Maybe maybe she is. Yeah. Maybe she's just like, you know what? That's Bob and whatever. He's, you know, I don't care. I don't even talk to him anyway. He's, I know. <laughs> We're living off his trust Yeah, he's in the balloon sanctuary. <laughs> he makes a good living. Yeah. He makes a good living buying and selling cars. <laughs> he does need to be in that business. Yeah, he does need to be in that business. Nephew, who's also an addiction counselor wants to confront the issue and convince Julius to see a therapist. I've heard through the family a little talk. <laughs> I know, the music here is so... A rattle. They get you. Let me, let me explain something to you. The music is scientific, right? They put this music behind, so you changes your mood, mood and it changes yeah. the mood and it, get, you know, it can make you feel something or not feel something. Sure. It's the same thing that the televangelists do or the evangelists do while you're in the room. While, that's how they get people you know, to go mass hysterical uh-huh. and run around the fucking church you know, screaming and yelling and jumping out of their pantaloons. <laughs> <laughs> Pantaloon X. About your balloons, uh-huh. about your balloon room. So what kind of questions do you have? What do you get out of your balloons emotionally? When I inflate them, it seems like they come to life for me. Really? Yeah. I heard that there was a some <laughs> physical... It's building. Something it's building. serious is happening. Building. building, it's building. Attachment to these balloons, maybe sexually. There's sexual overtones to it. Really? I, I would say the fucking balloons is a sexual overtone. Yep. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> the TCB TV minus studio vacuum is back. <laughs> Damn it. I missed it. I missed it. Yeah. I missed it for the first 26 minutes it was going off. Really? Yeah. What is it that gives you that sense? Is it a smell or a feel? It's all of it. It's all of it. It's the feel, the smell. The looks. The looks. And I don't want to go any further into that. Okay. (laughs) Oh, he draws the line there. I draw the line at everything. I draw the line of telling you exactly how I have sex with balloons and why I do it. I draw the line, sir. You don't need to know all my private information. Julie, the magenta in there, she's a great lover. She caresses me. She knows exactly what I want. She gives a hell of a back massage and Bob, stay out of my fucking business. I can fall in love with a balloon if I want to. You ever think that maybe there's something wrong? Nope. 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 Nope, not at all. (laughs) Not for one minute, not Mm -hmm. for one second have I ever thought there's anything wrong. Look at me in magenta and tell me there's something wrong with this kind of love. Wouldn't you want this kind of love in your life? Look at her. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She loves me for who I am. We don't argue. We don't fight. And she's an incredible love. Oh, she popped. Oh, oh, shit. Why magenta? Why? That's nothing. If you feel like it, you have to keep things hidden especially something like this, there's obviously a problem. Do you think you'll ever give it up? Nope. No. No. Definite no. Definite no. Uh, Hell, I've been doing it too long. Wow.
Yeah, it's hard to get a tiger to yeah. change its spots after 50 years, right. wouldn't you say? So anyway, so they, I won't get into the boring part, which is, you know, they try some therapy with Bob and all this other <laughs> stuff. The truth is, is that Bob doesn't, he doesn't care about any therapy. He doesn't care. His name is not Bob. His name is Julius. Julius yeah. doesn't, I call him Bob. I call everybody Bob, by <laughs> <You> the <do>. way. <laughs> his name is Julius. And he doesn't care because you know what? He's been in love with balloons since he was a kid. He's yeah, not going to change today. Yeah, And why would he? To be honest with you, let the guy have the fucking balloon loving yeah. shit. Who cares? Yeah, who cares but, who you love? I mean, if he's been doing this for 50 years, the wife obviously knew the, the wife get-go. is involved she yeah. doesn't care let's just be let's just be honest about it the wife yeah. is involved they're living in their mid-century if they're, they're not, happy yeah they're happy they're not popping any balloons they're not hurting they're any not balloons poppers. they're not popping they're not running around mass murdering the fifty thousand balloons <laughs> i just hope he recycles the rubber that's all i'm saying yeah. that's that's all i want to do yeah there are more interesting – he's an objectophile in kind of a funny way, but there are more interesting people who have who have different kind of objects that they fall in love really? with. Really? Yeah. There's a, you want to hear one that is in love with a chandelier? Yeah. Okay. Let's go for that. Hello. My name is Amanda Liberty. I'm in love with chandeliers, and I'm making a commitment to my favorite one, Lumiere. You know what I'm in love with? I'm in love with the ring light. <laughs> you want to know Why? <laughs> Why? Take a guess. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the shape of it. <laughs> oh, yes. It's round. Yes. It looks like a nipple in the yeah. middle of it. No, it's because I can stick my dick in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, yeah. I first fell in love with chandeliers three years ago when I walked into an antique shop and saw Luna over there looking at me and I just had to have her. Looking at you. Oh, interesting. I first fell in love with chandeliers when I went to a Liberace museum. She caught my eye. She caught my eye. Our eyes met from across the room. We ran at each other. I broke 12 of her bulbs. I was really sorry. And from then, my love for them has blossomed into something totally amazing and something I never realized or imagined could ever happen to me. When I first saw Lumiere, she was in Germany, on eBay in Germany, and it was the shape of her arms that first drew me to her. The shape of her arms. arms. Yeah. What, she, it sounds like she just kind of, this happened to her at, at an older age in life. Yeah, just three years ago. God bless. I hope that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> I hope I don't I hope like, not too, walk Brian. into Home Depot and I'm Best like, Best to you on that. That Dubai forest got me hard as a rock. <laughs> <laughs> look at you. Look how beautiful you are. Tall and strong and statuesque. I love everything about her. She's so unusual. Now, I, over my three years and, and before that, I've seen thousands, tens of thousands of chandeliers and not one of them comes close to her in terms of how they look, you know. I've not found <laughs> another one that looks like her. It's, <laughs> she got burned bad. Yeah, She's like, yeah. I'm turning totally away from humans. Yeah, he, she, she, someone uh, really I, fucked her yeah. over, right? Someone did a number on not this woman. Not going to the same sex, opposite mm. sex, nothing. Not, not interested going, in anything that's chandelier. Breathing. That's chandelier they straight all beautiful. the way. They can be beautiful. They can be beautiful. You're right about that. <laughs> well, I don't want to have sex with it or be invited into my bedroom. Not really. I think this is kind of like imagination, like imagine. Um, uh, what, what do they call it? Imaginary friend syndrome? Yeah. I think this is imaginary friend syndrome. I think these people, something happened. They're a little disconnected. 
They put a personality on an inanimate object, just like Walt Disney used to do. You know how Walt Disney used to give all the, you know, all the animals right. personalities, and that's why we all think that animals have personalities. Yeah. At like, least they were living and breathing, though. That's true. <laughs> that's true. And had brains. That's true. These people taking it a step further. The way I feel about Lumiere, my love is easily comparable to somebody else who is really in love. The, the only thing that's different is that she's an object. You know, I like to shower her with affection. <laughs> and then- <laughs> They're a cheap date, I'll say that. They are a cheap date, you yeah. Know- They're not going to order the steak at the, the no. restaurant, for mm-hmm. sure not. All you got to do is just find, you know, just drag her over bones on in there and throw her in it. <laughs> Can you imagine... Welcome to La Chateau, Chateau, La Chateau. Dinner for two. <laughs> I'd like a table. I'd like a table for two, please. <laughs> Certainly, ma'am. I'd like your best table, of course. And you get, like she gives the, the maitre d' like a hundred dollar bill. Of course, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Here's your, where's your, is your date? Can I, it'll be the chandelier that they roll in here in right. a second. I don't uh, need a high chair. I'm going to need a hook. Yeah. <laughs> Can you take that chandelier down? I'd like another chandelier place there. We just got done with Phantom of the Opera. She's very upset. The chandelier is all broken in pieces. Can you imagine walking into a restaurant? There's a chandelier. There's like a person sitting there with a chandelier at the table, like running her fingers through the jewels. I love you so. There's going to be a chandelier proposal later. I would I would stare. Uh, yeah, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. I try I mean, not to stare. That'd be the best thing. You know, it's me rude. Yeah, it's when rude. you're out, but I think but I, I mean, would stare on eh, that. You know, if someone's had, if someone proposes to someone at a restaurant, you stare. That's what you do, right? Yeah. It's kind of like that, yeah. except it's a fucking piece of glass <laughs> with some light bulbs on it. I like to give her gifts and stuff. And what you, uh, give her gifts? She makes me feel really special. She makes me feel whole. She makes me feel complete. Did you get the chocolates I sent you? <laughs> <laughs> this is like gift stuck all over the chandelier. I know. How does that work? <laughs> what if the chandelier's typing her back emails? Like, send a thousand dollars. My mom needs reconstructive surgery on her sure? third chandelier yeah. arm. Are yeah. you sure this is a chandelier and not a yeah, the a shop scanner? owner? Yeah, the shop owner. Man, we've got her now. The way she makes me feel inside is, you know, it's really special, and it's not something that I want to lose or change. I don't think you could lose or change it. To be quite frank with you, what's this? What's the chandelier going to do to you? You're in it now. And what's the chandelier <laughs> going to do to you? <laughs> Not like you were a different chandelier when we met. You changed. What's wrong with you? You've changed. <laughs> you didn't never treated me like this when we were dating. You were so sparkly and pretty, and now you just won't turn on at all. <laughs> Look at you. Three of your lights don't even turn on anymore. You're old. You're boring. <laughs> I can't do this anymore, Lumineer. 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 I think that's the name of the yes. company that made the chandelier. Oh. <laughs> Lumineer. Lumi, for short. So I was born object of the sexual. I don't think I was made to be. I didn't choose to be. I certainly didn't choose to be because it's not an easy thing to do to... Swim against the tide. You know? uh, fair enough. I give it. I give you that. Yeah, I give you it's that. A uphill uh, yeah. battle. I would have to say this is somewhere in your head. Something mm-hmm. is 
not wrong, but something is different than most people because you're falling in love with an object. And mm-hmm. for that, I say go have sex with the object. Go do your object thing, yeah, right? Exactly. Who are they hurting? Who cares if she's in love with a chandelier? Yeah. We've we've listened. There are people who have been you know, married bridges and been, been in love with carnival rides. The Eiffel Tower. Yeah, the Eiffel Tower. There are about 70 of these on Earth. And almost every single one of them has a, has a documentary about them. And Chrissy and I have been doing <laughs> research for the show. We have seen a lot of these, right? Yeah. And the reality is the most of them are not hurting anybody. There is one that's kind of a little bit loosey goosey, like she falls in love with everything she sees. She's like, yeah. one minute she's in love post. with the Eiffel Tower, and the next minute she's fucking the fence. The fence post. Yeah. And when I say fucking the fence, I mean she was fucking she the was fence. She was straddling it. Yeah, she was straddling the fence, like, ah, oh, that feels so good. I know. It was <laughs> yeah, it's too. weird. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think maybe like I, I'm, I'm, that might be a bridge too far? I'm not even going to talk about that. Okay. Like maybe um, I don't, who cares? It's a commercial break. Like I like ever it's ever been a bridge too far before. <laughs> There's only been like two things that have stop, stopped. Stop! 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 Yeah. Let me stop you Let me, there. Okay, right. <laughs> You've gone too if far. If you're even thinking about it, it's probably something you shouldn't say. No, go for it. Like you're uh, amongst friends. You know, men tend to manipulate themselves with their hands. That's what we learn, right? Mm. And I know women manipulate themselves with their fingers. That's probably what you learn, at least at first, right? And that's some of your first sexual feelings come from seeing something else, but really doing it yourself, doing the action yourself. Okay. Is it? Do you think that some women – and, and by the way, we've learned that almost all objectophiles – are women. Mm-hmm. There's almost no men, no, none that they know of, right? Well, Julius. It's Julius. Oh, that's true. There's one. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's one. one. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But anyway, there was a statistic that someone gave in one of these documentaries yeah. that said that almost all or all that they know of are women. Do you think because women manipulate themselves sometimes with inanimate objects that if you're like, you have a predilection toward objectophilia, that that you're like, oh, I can, I can have a a lover that's an inanimate object because I already do. No, I think this, I think this goes way past that. I mean, the bridge, the uh, what was we saw the one with the bow, the you don't, bow and arrow. You don't have ever have sex with a no. Eiffel Tower shaped dildo. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> from the people that brought you Jackrabbit three thousand extender with vibrating ring comes there comes Eiffy Eiffy yeah. three thousand. Now, I mean, these people are genuinely really in love. I know. It's definitely different. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. I thought you were getting real. No, it was all, it was all to set up the Eiffel Tower dildo thing. I did all of that to set up a joke that landed like a wet fart in church. It'd be different from most of the people. If I had... If I had the choice, I would go and get a man. Because <laughs> it's easy. There's no, you don't get judged. You don't get looked at. And people- no, no, men are hard. Men are really difficult. We're yeah. stupid fucking human <laughs> beings. We're stupid creatures. Stick with the, yeah, stick with stick the, with the object. chandelier. <laughs> if I was a woman, I'd go for the chandelier too. I'd be like, fuck that dirty, greasy, nasty, cock-carrying motherfucker. People thinking that you're a nutcase because that's often the comment that comes back to me when I look at the comments underneath videos that appear online. Or she's a nutcase. She's a fruit loop. She needs help. I don't think you need help. I think you need to continue to love the chandelier. Yeah. I think there are people who have much weirder sex addictions or sex predilections, and we consider it perfectly normal. Yeah. There are people that like, like you know. All hooks kinds. in their back and yes. swing around the room, you know, All and kinds. get turned on by that. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, there are things that are actually dangerous. Yeah. You're not, there's not, no one's in danger 
of being harmed because some dude's having sex with a balloon in his balloon sanctuary. Yeah. The fact that he calls it a balloon sanctuary <laughs> is a little bit weird. The fact that he's saving balloons is a little bit strange in and of itself. But is it like the strangest thing that has ever happened? No, I don't think so. I actually, my judgment call on this is it's perfectly pragmatic. <laughs> And I'm a passionate Judgment. pragmatist. Gavel has been ruled. <laughs> That's legal jargon you can take to the bank. <laughs> I think it's okay. My yeah. personal my personal opinion is whatever you. What choose, happens to her? Like in the end, was she was going to do a ceremony? Right. It's a long documentary, right? Okay. And so, yeah, she gets married to the chandelier. Someone okay. actually chooses to marry her. Now, obviously, it's not a legal marriage. You cannot get married to a fucking chandelier. Yeah. Not in any country that I know of. But she's in wherever she is, France it's a little or ceremony. Somebody. Yeah, there's a little ceremony. She has one or two friends that you know they try and get her help, like with a therapist and stuff like this. But the truth is, is she just wants to be in love with the chandelier. Yeah. She wants to be left alone with her. Love for the chandelier yeah and so not? i say leave her alone i think these all these television shows all these documentaries they mean well they don't they're first of all make no mistake about it they're not interested in helping this lady they're interested in ratings right just right. like we are mm-hmm. and so <laughs> just like we are but they all try and inject some therapy in there hoping that's you know they'll someone will see the light yeah and i don't know what they're thinking because the truth is is when you're an objective file for 50 years you aren't just going to all of a sudden take a therapist advice to go find a human being right. and i think most of these therapists if they were really good therapists would say are you hurting anybody no yeah have you hurt yourself no uh okay so you're in love with a balloon do you have a job can you keep a job you know right. do you interact with other human beings any other way yes 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 okay fine do you live in a mid-century house <laughs> That's very modern. (laughs) Are you pragmatic about this? (laughs) Hi, I'm Brian Green. (laughs) I'm a father. I'm a father, a son, a meditative moderate. (laughs) Hi, I'm Brian Green, a father, a son, an oppressed optimist. (laughs) I'm positively pessimistic. I'm loosely liberal. I'm a crazy conservative. You get the point. It's alliteration. (laughs) Oh, my God. We learned something new today. I mean, there's every day, yes. This is what you fall in love. People fall in love with any kind of thing. Always be learning. It's not about the smell. Always be learning. Mm -hmm. ABL. (laughs) Always be (laughs) learning. Only on the commercial break would you learn this kind of shit. Yes. Tell me which other podcast That's you could right. go to to learn about this kind I of shit. I don't think another one. There's somebody out there going, there's this podcast and that <laughs> podcast and this podcast, and they do it much better than you do, and they've been around for 10 years. They have a million listeners. <laughs> well, we're up to five, sir. Five listeners. That's right. Every week. Four of which are my wife, Gustavo, my younger brother, and uh, Roxanne. <laughs> and me. And Chrissy. <laughs> Christy was actually listening to our podcast today when I when I met up with her. Yes. She was like, look, I'm listening to our podcast. <laughs> I liked that that opening. Oh, uh, the segment? The bit? The Pantaloon the bit. X. Pantaloon. Pantaloon X. <laughs> Go back and listen to uh, episode number 87 for Pantaloon X, the commercial about bringing your favorite pantaloon, all, everything you love about pantaloons, with everything you need in technology together. Yeah. 
Uh, married it. You know what a pantaloon is, don't you? Yes. It's like a the tight pants. on top and then frilly on the bottom. The pants, yeah. Used to be all the rage back in 1822. They were. Fancy pantaloons. <laughs> fancy pantaloons. Fancy pants. That's where fancy pants came from. That's right. Fancy pants came from <laughs> pantaloons. And the truth is, is I've now seen some people wearing pantaloons. Oh, the type sweet. things. Yeah, men wearing pantaloons. Okay. Why they're wearing pantaloons, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> doesn't make any doesn't make any sense. It's not even breathable up top. Not breathable. <laughs> it's talking about. It's breathable. Seems airy. Yeah, no, not no, they're tight on the top. They're they have frills on the bottom. Those that, are, I thought pantaloons were up at the, the No, top. like the big thing like the yeah. big No, 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 no. That's a different thing altogether. That's not a pantaloon. Oh, okay. Although that's what I thought when I first heard the word. Okay. I, I see the word the mistake was made. <laughs> the pantaloons are tight on top okay. and frilly around the like out below the knee, there are frills. <laughs> <laughs> and there are men wearing these. Those are kind of bell bottomish. You remember that January sixth thing that happened? That we yes. don't talk about? Okay. Yes. There were some men there that were wearing pantaloons. Oh. Yeah. Don't ask me why. No. Maybe it was a thing. Well, yeah. I think of pantaloons as being around like the colonial days. Yeah. Maybe they all got together on Telegram and just said, pantaloon wears this way. Pantaloon unite. Passionate pantaloon pragmatists over here. Passionate pantaloon patriots over this way. Yeah. Patriots. That's what they were. Uh-huh. Pantaloon patriots. <laughs> oh. That's a whole different show. That's a, that is a different podcast altogether. Yes. TCBpodcast.com is where you go. You can find all the show notes. Find out more about Chrissy and I. Watch all the video. Listen to all the audio. Find our Instagram and every else other thing that you need. YouTube. It's all there. Instagram. Yep, go YouTube. To the website. Follow, yeah. Info at TCBpodcast.com. If you'd like to communicate with us, tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you just let us know. Like Communicate with us. Say hello. That's what email is for. We won't embarrass you, you promise. Do us a favor. 470-584-8449. 470-584-8449. Leave us a message about the commercial break. Whatever that happens to be. I love the commercial break. I hate the commercial break. I want to hear this on the commercial break. This is where I'm listening from. This is what I'd like to do while I'm listening to the show. <laughs> Leave a message because I am putting those at the beginning of the show. So... And well, to be fun. fair, I've put a few that, about people who like us and a few yeah. about people who hate us. Yes. So I'm fair. You are. I'm fair even and handed. balanced. Yes. <laughs> Our next giveaway is on the way, and we are, and you are on the hunt. It is a scavenger hunt, and you must put together all of the clues. How do you get all of the clues? There's two ways you get all of the clues. One is you go to youtube.com slash the commercial break, <clears throat> and then you subscribe. And then you watch all of the last three videos. So from episode number 85 on, watch the entirety of the video from front to end. You must do that because there are certain things baked into those Mm -hmm. YouTube videos that will get you closer to winning our next giveaway. What is our next giveaway? We will let you know sooner than later. It's all a mystery. Uh But watch all of the YouTube videos. And now we have outtakes available on our audio also. Now, there's not clues in there, but there are outtakes available on our audio. So listen all the way through. That's right. You see, you hear what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. You haven't even gotten to the end of the episode yet, have you? Uh Uh-uh. No. When you get to the end of the episode, you'll know. There are outtakes now. I'm baking them into the podcast. Lots of special Easter eggs for you, so make sure you listen. Okay. And with that, I love you. What else? That's it. Okay. I love you, too. Best to you, Chrissy. Best to you. And best to you out there in the podcast audience. Until next time, we must say bye. Bye. The commercial break 
New episodes on Tuesdays and now Fridays. New YouTube clips drop daily at youtube.com slash the commercial break. Visit tcbpodcast.com for access to our entire media library. Follow us at the commercial break on Instagram. Each episode is written and produced by Brian Green, co-hosted by Chrissy Hoadley, with additional content provided by Tina Cano. And so I saw the vacuum out. Yeah, so I saw it. I down told there. Astrid, I'm like, hey, make sure she doesn't vacuum while we're recording. And then the second we start fucking recording, <laughs> she's vacuuming, but not vacuuming like down the hall. No, it's right she's there. Vacuuming right fucking. <laughs> <sighs> okay, taking a deep breath. We're going to start this over again. We're going to do this funnier. <laughs>